then you start to perform at this peak level where it's like, man, not only do I love this, and it's so amazing for my brain and my body and my being as a whole, but I'm also doing amazing world-class work. And it's just so fulfilling and it's the best thing and the goal in life, in my opinion. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Today's episode is sponsored by interior design business coach, Desi Cresswell. Have you gone to download her free daily planner yet? Well, free yourself from overwhelming. Go to www.desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell, the grand high poobah of all things Wingnut at Wingnut Social, a social media marketing agency for you guys, the interior designers. How the hell are you? Today's episode features Roy Red. Roy Red, I found him on his TED Talk. You know, I love me a good guest who's been doing TED Talks because you know that they are going to kill it. And I'm very excited to get into his mindset philosophies with you guys. First of all, we're going to start out with self-talk and how important self-talk is to you and the success of your interior design business. Where it's going to go from there, I don't know. Why don't you stay tuned and find out? But... Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about Wingnut Premium. Have you had a chance to check that out at wingnutpremium.com? Do you even know it exists? It is basically the elite gold package Wingnut Social podcast on steroids with four episodes a month for members only of deep dives into social media theory, systems and processes for your interior design business. The regular stuff that you don't get on the free episodes, you're going to want to take notes but you don't even have to worry if you don't have time because each episode comes with its own little worksheet cheat sheet so you can read it. And if you're driving, you're not going to crash your car. Also, you get monthly Instagram content planning calendars, access to webinars that are members only, and coming soon, Wingnut Academy. When we launch that, you'll get discounted rates on courses that you can take to improve your marketing for your interior design business and to even wrap your mind around it. If you're doing the social yourself, or if you've even delegated it to someone on your team, sign them up, wingnutpremium.com. It's only $14.95 a month. Hell, the content planning calendar is worth it. For that alone, it's a no-brainer, wingnutpremium.com. See you there. All right, guys, before we get into our interview with Roy Red, y'all know what time it is. Mini News Sash, it's time for Mini News, Mini News Sash. Yeah, Guys, you know how much I love TikTok. TikTok is my obsession in life. And I can tell you on good nights, when I have had a good dinner and some dessert and maybe a little bit of extracurricular uh, alcoholic beverages, yes, we'll just say alcoholic beverages, <laughs> I can go on TikTok for hours on end. Hilarity ensues. But I'll tell you one thing that has really kind of bothered me. When I find a creator on TikTok and they have series of things, or if they have, maybe it's someone that does voices or impression, or it's someone, it's an interior designer who has a project and has different TikToks on that project. And I want to see everything in a concise series. 
when I go to follow them and I look for this project or this particular thread of videos, I have to jump all around their feed, their profile page. And you're not always seeing it in order. You can't always see them all. If it's part one of 10, part five of 10, who knows what order you're going to see it. It's just very unorganized. But TikTok now has something that they're calling playlist, which is very similar to the IGTV series. You know how you can tidy those up and put everything in one project, one particular genre. Well, now TikTok is going to have that. and They're launching it. They're opening it. It's not available for everybody yet. I think they're giving it to some of the more popular creators, but I can't tell you how long and coming this was. I was following someone the other day and it was a 10-part series on marketing. And I was, this is amazing. But when you go to follow them, Part one is 10 videos back from something else he posted. You know what I'm saying? So this is really going to help keep everything clear and concise. And again, just like everything else, like I said last week for Clubhouse, you know, being copied by everybody, I wonder if Instagram is going to do this on Reels. So you can put Reels in nice little notebooks of series that you're doing. It's just, I can't wait. Now, some creators, I might only want to see that one thread of things. I don't necessarily want to see everything. So Hats off to you, TikTok. It's a long time coming, and it's about time. Many new sash. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our interview with Roy Red. Let me tell you a little something about the man first. Roy Red is an internationally recognized speaker, business advisor, and four-time number one best-selling author of The Unnoticed Advantage and The Success Magnet. Cultivate the five values that attract success, the six-figure trainer, and the little book of mental health. Hmm, I think I need all of those. (laughs) Roy is a business performance coach who works with companies and organizations to dramatically increase tangible and measurable results, sharing tips and strategies to greatly improve performance, reduce waste, and increase profit. Using principles learned in his years of working with professional athletes and CEOs, Roy will demonstrate the four keys to mind mastery and performance. You do not need to be an athlete or a CEO to take advantage of Roy's ideas to change your life. Oh, we're going to have to get in that. The four keys to mind mastery. I'm going to ask him about the self-talk. Yes. And then we're going to get into that. Let's, shall we? Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Roy Red to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. Hey there, Roy Red. Welcome to the Wingnuts Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing amazing. It's actually raining today in LA, which is rare. So that's actually a good thing for us. So I'm happy. It is, a, yeah, with all the fires and stuff that you guys have out there. I literally had a fire right over two minutes from me, like last week. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're safe and sound. Your house there looks none the worse for wear. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. I was telling the wingnuts that you caught my attention when I saw your TED talk and you mentioned something about self-talk and I'm no stranger. The audience is aware that, you know, I love any conversations revolving around mindset and getting motivated. And I know a large majority of my audience are women and we tend to really just kind of talk ourselves down. My friends and myself even included sometimes, and we have to think to ourselves, would we talk to our friends like the way we're putting ourselves down and that self-talk and how important that is in order for you to achieve the confidence and the success uh, of marketing or going about your business or talking to clients, et cetera. So I wanted to start talking with you about 
that and how important it is and how you got into it. So let's dig in. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and how that started and your method for improving our self-talk. So I'm pretty much a lucky guy. I was going through a really hard time once, broke, depressed, embarrassed. And when I started to do the work and improve my life, I got invited to a seminar. And at the seminar, I was able to meet just some real awesome people. Uh, JT Fox was one of the guys I met. So, uh, some of you might have heard of him. I met my first mentor, who was a billionaire. And it led me to meeting my current mentor, whose name is Ed Rush. But when I was at this seminar, I found out so much about marketing and business. And one of the steps in building a brand is writing a book that resonates with your audience. And so in 2011 is when I went to the seminar and I said, I want to write a book, but I'm broke. Like I can't write a book. No one's going to listen to me. I have no results. I haven't done anything in my life. And so I started this small business, small CPR business. And with that business and my job, I was able to grow my income over the next year to a six figure level. And I said, okay, Maybe now people listen to me. So I wrote my first book called The Success Magnet, Cultivate the Five Values That Attract Success. And that book came out in 2016. And during the launch of that book, I got a DM on Instagram from a NBA skills trainer by the name of Casey Trujeque. And he reached out to me. He said, hey, the stuff you're talking about, the stuff in your book, does it work on athletes? And I'm like, sure, they're people, right? And I remember my dad always saying that people are just athletes, right? Yeah. It's just what type of athlete are you? Are you a mommy athlete? Are you a lawyer <laughs> athlete? Whatever it is you do, you're performing and you want to be the best at what you do. And so they flew me out to Portland, Oregon to work with Alan. And after the work we did, he was able to hit his career high. He earned himself a $75 million contract and was really just able to take his game to another level. I'm talking his physiology went from head down, slouched over to chest high, hitting big shots, screaming with the entire crowd going wild, right? Right. And so after working with him and him paying me a lot of money, I realized that, okay, people will pay me for this. I can really take this serious. And that is what sent me on the journey on really mastering the mind, really mastering performance and really diving into what it takes to be your best self. And I can honestly say I can get anyone if they follow the steps or the things that I teach and the concepts to perform at their potential or higher. Okay, so let's start out with that. So you were broke. You started a CPR business, which, by the way, I'm a former first responder. So, <laughs> and also that probably comes in really handy when you tell people how much money you make and they faint. You can just kind of give them their CPR. What are some of the basic things that you told him to get him from being kind of like down on himself to $75 million, for God's sakes? So, first was what is present? What self talk is present? So I start asking questions like one of the questions is we're having this conversation in a year from now, what has to happen in your career and life for you to be happy with your progress? And that is what I call an instant clarity question, because with clarity comes certainty and uncertainty is what causes us to have anxiety or for lack of better terms, just negative emotions and negative self-talk. And after that, he said, I want to average 20. I want to just feel good and always feel confident on the court. 
And I'm just recording this so I know exactly what to do to help them, right? And so after that session, we had another session. And in another session, I realized he had what we call a functional bound. And this model of performance, we call it unbounded performance because our premise is that you already are capable of doing everything you need to do. You already have the performance there, but you're bounded by social ideas. Your parents told you something, traumas in your life that are bounding you. And so what a functional bound is kind of like an amygdala hijack. There was a trauma or something that happened in your life that was so strong that your brain came up with what we call a life sentence. And what a life sentence is, is a judgment about something or someone or a situation that controls your performance in those situations or when anything reminds you of those situations. And so at the end of games, he was getting a little nervous, a lot of nervous. And (laughs) we did a experience and come to find out his dad had put hands on him at the end of a game when he was like six. And what happens is now every time he's in that situation, his brain, because the brain only cares about survival, says, hey, bro, remember we were in this situation before we got embarrassed and we got physically hit in front of a lot of people. But the thing is, the brain doesn't share the pictures or the actual memory because it shuts that into the unconscious because it doesn't want to deal with it again. But the way it reminds us a lot of time is kinesthetically with feelings of anxiety or emotions. And so we feel it. And then we put these concepts on top of that. Like, I'm not confident because I feel this way. No, you're confident. You're just trying to survive a situation when you were six. So we just went through that situation. We reframe it, replame it. I anchor him, give him a little touch on the shoulder and say, hey, bro, you're not six anymore. And then from there, that experience was deleted. It was no longer a functional bound. Yes, he might feel it a little bit and he might have that self-talk, negative self-talk a little bit, but he can become aware of it because we pulled it from the unconscious and put it into his conscious mind where he can control it. So even though he's aware of it, he still might be feeling it. He'd be like, well, you know, I'm afraid to go all out. I might mess up and my six-year-old self might get chastised by my dad and get embarrassed or punished. He can still self-talk himself in this way and saying, listen, I understand that this is a feeling that I have, but I now know how to deal with it in this positive way and to move past it. You know, when you're you're telling me that story, that really resonated with me because I'm sure with the audience as well, we can all think of things that happened in our past or those limiting beliefs or fears that are associated with that. And I really loved the way that you broke that down. But if we don't have somebody like yourself, to interview us and to put your hand on our shoulder and say, hey, let me reassure you that this was the issue and we can work past it. What are some steps that the listeners in the audience can recognize where some of those limiting beliefs are those bound, um, what was the termination, the term? Bounds, yeah. Bounds, yeah, that you use. How can we recognize that without, you know, hiring a psychologist or a coach? Yeah, yourself, if we're doing some introspection, ultimately we want them to go, you know, talk to you or somebody, but. Yeah. So I actually am not a big believer of therapy and I get in arguments with people about this all the time because yes, he had that trauma or whatever and we erased that or we suppressed that a little bit. So it was more like something that he was having rather than something he was. But we have millions and trillions of past experiences. We have 
hundreds, you can't expect someone to be able to go back and pull and delete all of them. And so what we have to do is, and what I help people do is get them to a space to where they can be comfortable being uncomfortable because there are times where you're going to have that negative self-talk. And there's, there's three levels of it. It's unconscious, conscious, and the subconscious. You know, the conscious is the, you know, you're just talking to yourself. The subconscious is the sub-vocalizations or the emotions. And the unconscious are the ones you're not even aware of, but they're zipping by so fast <laughs> and really controlling you. But you aren't even aware of them because they're moving so fast in the background. But the first thing that you got to realize is you aren't your mind. You know, we, we attach I to experiences and then that becomes embodied in our identity. For example, if you're hungry, hunger is something you're having. It's not something you are, but we say, I am hungry. I am depressed. I am, ha- I am having anxiety. No, these are states you're in. And then you're locking yourself in those states by saying, I am, I am that I am for those who are my believers out there. You know, God said, anything you say in my name should be given unto you. And, you know, Moses said, what is your name? He said, tell them I am that I am. So anything you say after I am shall be taken onto you. And that is squeezing down concepts on your identity and making them something you are rather than something you're having. And so that first step and the hardest step is to realize that you aren't your feelings, you aren't your thoughts, you aren't your experiences, you're light and love. And once you know that, then you have better control of that self-talk and those experiences. I love that so much. I am a believer and that really hit home with the I am. You're right, because words have power. In the beginning, there was the word, right? Yes. So that can resonate. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that a lot of interior designers in my audience suffer from what's called, or professionals in general, imposter syndrome. And part of that is related to that negative self-talk, right? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And they're not going to like me. And what I hinted to earlier was you want to start talking to yourself the way you would talk to someone you love, (laughs) a family member, a friend. You would never tell your best friend you're not good enough or you're too fat or you're too stupid. But we do that to ourselves all the time. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Desi Creswell, the life and business coach for interior designers. Desi Creswell, how did your get-it-done daily planner help interior designers with overwhelm? Please help. I'm overwhelmed. So many of you are, and that's why I created this planner, because it really combines the time management approach that I teach all of my clients within my group program with the mindset work. Because overwhelm isn't a symptom of too much to do or not enough time. It's really a thinking problem. When you aren't managing your time, what's really happening is you aren't managing your mind and your emotions. You know, that I find that fascinating because I'm always busy, busy, busy. I always have a sense of overwhelm because I have so much to do. So this planner, by downloading it, can help me with that mindset as well? Absolutely. Yep. There's a daily practice that's going to help get all of that out of your head and onto paper and help you make sense of it all. So that way you can get out of that busy spin of overwhelm and start taking effective action. Desi, this sounds like God's gift to my crazy. Where can we find this? www.desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. All right. It sounds amazing. Run, don't walk. Go check it out to www.desicreswell.com forward slash daily planner and get rid of your overwhelm. What is the vernacular that we use if we're catching ourselves doing the I am? What is the alternative? 
I am experiencing or I am having. So instead of I can't do this, you will notice that if you communicate experience rather than concepts, it gives you more freedom to be. One example of that is if someone says, I'm depressed, right? Right. And then I ask them, okay, well, where are you experiencing depression right now? Because depression isn't real. It's not an actual thing. It's not physical. It's not measurable. It's not tangible, but it is something we can experience, right? And so I say, what, what are you experiencing? And it always comes down to a body sensation because when you your body and mind are connected. And so you lock emotions into your body and you'll notice you'll say, I'm depressed, but really it's you're having some sort of sensation in your chest maybe, or you feel butterflies in your stomach. It's usually a anchor for an actual experience, but you got to get in touch with the experience and get away from the concept, the word that locked you into that. And so communicating, I'm experiencing, and this works so well in relationships too, instead of telling your girlfriend or your husband that you make me this way or you make me that way, it gives more freedom to be if you just say, hey, I'm experiencing this. I'm not saying it's true or valid. I just want you to know it's something I'm experiencing and do you have anything to say about that? Is there any validity to it? Are you experiencing it too? And so when we communicate experience, we have freedom to change that experience rather than be unlocked in it with a concept. Okay, Roy. So how can we use, in the interior design industry especially, because that's my audience, self-talk to help us become better at business and better at what we do and even better at design? Can we? Is that applicable? So... I'm a lazy guy. So I always find the 20% that gets me 80% of the results, right? And so that's why when I dived into neuroscience and the mind, I it really was like, it really boils down to your self-talk because it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you interpret what happens to you in life. And so once we're able to identify the self-talk we're having, it, whether it's negative or whatever it is, we want to then try to stop or slow down that self-talk. And the way we do that is to root ourselves in the moment with things that we truly love and things that get us into a flow state. And for you guys, that could be design, right? Interior design. And so interior design is something you're curious about. It's something you're passionate about. And it's connected to your purpose. And those three things are the gateway. They're the trifecta that leads you into flow states. And for those who don't know what a flow state, that's just being in the zone. That's when you were so dialed into your work that you forgot about time. You forgot about, you lost your uh, self-awareness and you were just in the moment present. And that is the time when we really take our performance to another level and we're so creative. And so those three things lead us to that. Then once we have that, and once we have a little bit of freedom or autonomy to work, then we can sit and master and really dial in to the things that we're trying to do, whether that's be the best interior designer on earth or whatever your goals are. If that's just take this one room and make this room beautiful or this house, and then you start to perform at this peak level where it's like, man, not only do I love this 
and it's so amazing for my brain and my body and my being as a whole. But I'm also doing amazing world-class work and it's just so fulfilling and it's the best thing and the goal in life, in my opinion. That's some great self-talk right there. <laughs> All right. Someone in the audience, they're like, okay, I understand this from a uh, conscious point of view I, I, in black and white and on paper. I'm giving myself the self-imposter uh, feelings are coming up from whatever trauma that's going up in the amygdala and I can talk myself through it. But what if they can't talk themselves through it and they still give in to that behavior or that self-defeating behavior that you see that um, self-sabotage behavior? Is there an escalation? What would the next step be to overcome that if you just can't say, oh, you know, I understand that I'm feeling this and, you know, A, B, C, D. So once again, you aren't your mind, you aren't your self-talk. So once you realize that, I'll give you kind of one of my secrets and keys I give to my athletes, especially if they're about yes. to take a game-winning shot or if they're about to go on the court and they can't get control of their self-talk and they have to root themselves in the moment. I actually teach them, don't try to control the self-talk at this point. What I want you to do is I want you to stop your self-talk and I don't meditate and I always make fun of people who meditate because meditating is a thing to try to get you to stop your self-talk. But I found a shortcut and I'm going to teach it to you guys right now. And I teach it to my athletes and the brain, when we're accessing different parts of the brain, we use our eyes. When we access imagination, we look up into the right. When we access more analytical, we look up into the left. And when we access audio or looking down. And so I thought to myself one day, if we're accessing all these parts with our eyes, what would happen if I hold my eyes completely still? And I tried it and I noticed in a minute or two and holding my eyes completely still and gaze, I shut myself talk off immediately and I root myself in the now moment. It is an instant way to get in the zone, an instant way to get into flow. And you'll notice you've probably done it before where you've spaced out and people are calling you and you can't even hear them. And you're just, and then you snap out of it. That is the stopping yourself dialogue technique that I teach people and teach my athletes that is like my secret weapon because nobody knows this and nobody teaches this. But at any moment I'm in pain or I just need to root myself in the moment and really get some grit. I do that and all feelings, all thoughts, all hearing, everything goes away and I just root myself in the moment. So you're not focusing on a point, you're just kind of zoning out and glossing over, glazing over, I should say, your focus? There's two ways to instantly get into focus. One is that way. And another way is to be engaged in something that is out of your capabilities. So when you are engaged in an action or doing something that is out of your capabilities or skill set, it forces you to focus and focus is the gateway to a flow state. I'm going to try that. Well, I'm, I'm kind of half in that state where I'm gazing off into, <laughs> into nothingness. So powerful. You could take five minutes and replenish everything by just doing it. And if you notice when your eyes are closed, it's hard to hold your eyes still. So that's why meditation is kind of hard for people. But at any moment, I can just... Just kind of zone out and lose that focus. I, you know, that is kind of a form of meditation, though, in, in its own way, wouldn't you say? Because just imagining myself being in that gazy situation kind of 
it on my mind almost instantly triggers to some kind of alpha like memory state. Yes. Is that exactly. is that what you're digging into there with that? Exactly. With the brainwaves of that? Okay. I want people to put electrodes on me and test it one day so I can definitively say what it does, but it's amazing. Because when you're in that flow state, which you were talking about earlier, that is kind of what you're in. You're in that alpha state. We have that focus. And if you can remember what that feels like, it is kind of like that just zoning, gazy out thing. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely try that. That is fascinating. I love this stuff. I used to be a cop and we did interview and interrogation techniques. Well, you could tell, you're right, if someone's remembering something, they're looking a certain way, or if they're imagining something, or if it's audio, it's the way their eye directions went, you could tell if they're telling the truth or not. So, And there's a treatment, I know you said you don't like therapy, <laughs> for patients with post-traumatic stress, and um, where it's, it's rapid eye movement kind of training that's supposed to, the jury's still out whether it works or not, but that is the thought behind that with the eye movement. And I love this. I think you're definitely on to something here. We're going to try it. Yeah. And just real quick to touch on therapy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever works, whatever is effective for you, do it. But I just think that everybody is perfect just the way they are. And as long as you're not hurting anyone or infringing on anyone else's freedom, I think you're perfect just the way you are. I love that. That's a terrific thought to segue into the What Up Wingnut round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. All right, Roy Red, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Uh, the hashtag on my tombstone definitely would say vindictive. <laughs> I'm extremely vindictive. Just, I have to th- just think that I'm not a bad person. And the way I'm going to get vengeance is being so successful that you have to see me. And <sighs> so there's just, there's just people out here. They're going to have to, they're going to have to see me on a high level. I love it. Are you a Scorpio? I have to ask. No, I'm a Leo. A Le- oh, I'm dating a Leo right now. The best, the best. You're getting married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? That's easy. I love eggs. I think eggs are the number one superfood. I hate the cholesterol, people. Don't tell me anything about high cholesterol. I love my eggs and I eat six a day. Fried, boiled. How do you like them? I like them scrambled mostly, but I do them all types of ways. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you in some kind of way. So this book, please, please, please go read it. And I don't know if you guys heard of Landmark. No. Okay. So Landmark is a training that kind of does some of the stuff I do, but not as extensive. But there was a seminar called the EST training done way back in the 70s and 80s by Warner Earhart. Werner Earhart was the first life coach. He invented the term and he is the GOAT, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. And the book of Est is a book where they have the seminar and they have dialogues about the seminar. And if you read that book and can kind of gain the experience and kind of pretend you're there, I promise you won't need another personal development book again in your life. Wow, that's a strong recommendation. And that's the yes. book of Est as an EST or EST, the book of Est. Okay. I'm put I'm gonna put it in my audible queue. I hope it's on audiobook. Mm-hmm. Roy, you've been an amazing guest. Please tell the wingnuts listening where they can go to find out more about you and your awesome sauce services. Thank you so much. You can go to RoyRed.com, R-O-Y-R-E-D-D.com. And there's a free book for you guys. You can just 
putting your name and email. I promise I don't spam your emails. <laughs> I just, every now and then I'll send you episodes of my podcast that I do, which you can also follow. It's called The Entrepreneur Underdog, where we use fast acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs win in life and business so they can prove their haters wrong in a positive way. You can catch me on Instagram. That's Roy, R-O-Y underscore red, R-E-D-D. Same on Twitter. Uh, reach out and I always respond. I love it. F the haters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we need them because they motivate us. Success is the best revenge. A hundred percent. Roy, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast today. You have an amazing week. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, how many of you just were driving in your car and just started staring off into space <laughs> when Roy said, do that and it arrests your self-talk? I have to tell you, when he said that, I was like, what, what? That makes so much sense to me. I am going to try it because I'm, I'm only human. I'm like everybody. I have negative self-talk. I've had things in my past that light up my amygdala and say, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're fat, you're whatever, you know, you can't do this. And, you know, everybody has some degree of it. I am going to try that. I've, I've always thought that putting yourself in some kind of alpha state really quick like that, like bullet meditation, even though he didn't like meditation, but would be a helpful kind of thing. I've just never heard anyone say or articulate that this would arrest that self-talk. Man, I'm going to try it. I cannot wait. And the Book of Est, I don't think it's on Audible. I'm looking for it. I don't see it on the audiobook, but I'm going to find it. And you heard him. You heard Roy Red say that's going to be the last self-help book you're going to need your whole life, which is a huge claim. All right, guys, that's it for this show. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Be sure to check out Wingnut Premium, the members-only podcast situation over there at wingnutpremium.com. Follow us on social at Wingnut Social on every social media channel on God's green earth, wingnutsocial.com for your social media marketing. And remember to go out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell. The... <laughs> I was just like, is that my last name? <laughs> increased, tangible, and measure, measure. <laughs> I swear to you, I haven't been drinking. I haven't even eaten anything today. <laughs> I'm almost done. I've been fasting all day and I'm starving. Good boy, Mango.